Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Why isn't your son here? Because he's a child. I know, I get children here as young as seven. He's very, he's very sad. You got to realize. Okay, he's 16. He's he's a rapper. He's not, he's not crawling under a table. I can talk to the guy. This is the plaintiff, Stacey Otis Kelly. He says he used to work with famous rappers, and he entered into a contract with the defendant and her son to represent and manage his music career. He says he worked 552 hours on the rapper's album, is owed $10,000, and hasn't been paid, and is suing here and now for the money he most definitely deserves. is that offending Candace DeVore Mitchell. She says Joshua, her son, is a rapper who's been number 37 on the hip-hop charts for five months, and she and her son signed a piece of paper promising 8% of their profits to him as payment for his services. The album turned out great, and the plaintiff did an amazing job. Problem is, there have been no profits and no payments from the music company. She's desperate to get paid as well, and when and if there are any profits, the plaintiff will get paid too. But he's gonna just have to wait like everyone else. She's accused of cutting a music manager out of the deal. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $10,000 for jewelry and a laptop. All parties, please judge right in. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see it? Come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Stacy Otis Kelly. Yes, ma'am. You are suing Joshua Mitchell, Candace Mitchell, and Black Cash Records. You are the CEO of Black Cash Records, and you are Candace Mitchell? Yes, ma'am. And you'll be representing everybody? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Suing them for $10,000, you say you're actually out $174,000, and um, you're suing them for work that you did on a record. They still call them records? Yeah. <laughs> on an album that, uh, according to you, you have not received any of the profits of. Now, you have an agreement with who? With Candace or Candace. with the, the, Can- the rapper who's Joshua Mitchell? Yes. Me, Candace, and Joshua entered into a signed... Is Joshua a minor? Yes, ma'am. How old is he? He's 16. 16, all right. We entered into a management contract for me to manage uh, his career until he turned 18. Okay, and how did that come about that you... How did you you folks connect? Uh, I owned a... When I retired from the music industry before, I moved to Lancaster as a single father. I opened up my own handyman service there, and I was hired to do a job, and... Okay, so, and then how were you involved? You said when I retired from the music industry, how were you involved in the music industry? I worked directly for my nephew, Roscoe. Forgive my ignorance. <laughs> is Roscoe, who is Roscoe? What? Roscoe is a member of the Dog Pound. That is Corrupt's little brother. Okay, 
So you end up um, speaking with her and somehow the topic of her son comes up? Oh uh, yeah, you know when you walk into someone's house and you notice photographs, I noticed a photograph of Joshua and Corrupt and I, I noticed I'd never And who's seen... Corrupt again? I'm sorry. That's Roscoe's brother. Okay. Uh, I noticed a picture I said, oh, you know my nephew, you know, and he's like, we struck up a conversation that he was into the music. Um, and I noticed he, you know, he showed me pictures of Candace, Bobby Brown, uh, the Brown family. Um, we just started striking up conversation in general about music. So during the hand, during the time he's doing the handyman work, you find out that he's related to a superstar hip hop artist, okay. Corrupt of the Dog Pound. And my son had been working with Corrupt, and I wanted him to have more celebrities on his album. And I personally asked Mr. Kelly to please help my son. Mr. Kelly was working with Suge Knight at Death Row Records, and I learned about his history. And I asked him to help take my son, who already had plenty of fans um, from Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston fans following him. I needed more, more fans, and I asked him to help with the project I did. I admit okay, that. Okay, so when, when did you guys sign something? How long after September that? September 7th, 2017. How long after the, the work that you did in her house was that? A day, probably, a month, a week? Probably like two weeks, three okay. weeks. Do you have the document that the two of you signed? Yeah. Can it's you ready? hand it to my bailiff, please? King the rapper? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, so it's a two-year contract to receive 8% of all monies and profits. What does that mean? It comes off of the gross? Um, it's uh, uh, gross. Totally, like, the projects that he worked on for King, uh, he can get 8% total gross income of every project that he does for King. For two years? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So you embark on this project, and, and how many months does it take? Probably two and a half months. Okay, and you were really happy with the job that was done, because he brought in all kinds of artists to you to sing with your son. And your son, I I, I take I, I'm gonna say, you have a, do you have a tape of your son? Yes, this is my evidence is what Mr. Kelly produced. He made me very happy. I have nothing but great love for this man. Okay, I'm very pleased with the product that he gave me. Actually, he's well, he wa he wants to get paid. Yeah, actually, I was hoping that if he sees that I'm not trying to fraud him, that he will come back and Well, be... what ends up happening? The, you, you finish the, the record and, and, and what happens? Ma'am, I finished the album. Um, in the music industry, most of the time you deal with A&Rs from labels. What's A&Rs? Uh, artist repertoire. Okay. Um, that's What's who... artist repertoire? He's the guy that, he's the go-between between the artist and the label. Okay. Um, in this particular case, I, when I first took the position, um, it was under, like, real bad circumstances. They, I believe um, the emails that were provided to me were from who I assume was Stephen were telling me things such in the reference of um, King is in bad standing, we've frozen his budget. These things happen in the music industry. When you don't do the things that the industry expects you to do, to produce I'm I, the you've music. lost me because I still have yet to hear. Okay, stop. Did you, you walk into a situation where he already had a record deal? Is that what you're saying? That's what I, that, that was the, <clears> that Did was your son have a record told. deal? Yes, ma'am. Who did he have a record deal with? Famous Universal Music Group. Okay, and do you have that deal here? I don't know. I don't think I brought it. I didn't. What did you bring? Let me see. Sorry. Other than that fur. 
So did you know who he had a record contract with? What do you mean you believe? You're the manager. How do you not know who you're emailing? What, what are you talking about? Okay, it's real simple. King then approached me to manage King's career. King, I then told King that I needed contact information on who I'm supposed to contact at the label. Um, King provided me with numerous emails and phone numbers. I did made. you ever call somebody and talk yes, to them? Yes, I did, numerous times. Who is the person you spoke to? Uh, most of the time, I spoke to Camille. Who, and who is Camille? <coughs> at the end, we spoke to Camille, who was uh, Steven's personal assistant. Did you ever speak to Steven? One time. Who is Steven? Steven is an A&R, COO of Good Music for Kanye West. <coughs> Okay, so, and that, what did that person tell you when you talked to him? Okay, Stephen, the very first email I received was this one, where Stephen um, explained to me that there was a major problem with King's contract, um, the relationship with uh, the label and King's mother was rocky, it was a great relationship when King's grandmother had control, who was Blanche. Um, basically, the email I got back from the label told me that they were very happy. Yeah, everything has universal on it. We'll get to that. Well, what is it? Basically, they're all fraud. They're all fraud. But they're I don't all, understand. This is, this is, um, what do you mean they're all frauds? Stephen says he has no knowledge of King. Stephen also says that the contract that I emailed him with his signature on it is not his signature. That's why Stephen, after I wrote a letter to the CEO, of Universal Music Group, Lucian. Lucian had Stephen contact me directly. Um, after me and Lucian and his assistant. Okay, so somebody is posing Correct. as the real Stephen. Correct. And then Stephen right. says, cease and desist contacting me because I don't know what you're talking about. Right, I went and, to. And wait a minute. So, but why are you suing the mother? Basically, they brought a contract to me that was. So you think she's in on it? Clearly, someone's in on it. Well, someone's in on it. But um, you got to prove when you come to court that she's in on it. If you want her to pay you how much? Ten grand. She's got to be part of the fraud. What is happening with this fraud investigation? What, what happened? I, I really don't know uh, what happened. My son has a distribution deal. To, he can produce other artists, and he has a record deal that they put his music out. The, the contracts that I signed is not the kind. What happened was someone got in my son's email. Anybody can hack your email. Someone's got in my son's email and emailed him a new contract, not the one I signed with Universal Music Group, but one I knew nothing about. And basically, they they said they would give him. They did promise him, but I never made they those They did promise promises. him what? He's not suing on some contract with some third party. He's suing on the contract with you that you said you signed. Well, they promised him that they was going to upfront $200,000. He showed me the email. I Can seen I see it. that? I Is that this it. email? It's the truth. But I Is never... that this email? Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's not on that particular Let me email. see the email she's talking about. I believe Lori... was made to him, but I never made it. Okay, but no, but he's still supposed to get. What happened to the to the to the album? Because he's still supposed I to get. I received no funds from the album. Who are you supposed to receive funds from? Universal Music Group. Who do you talk to in Universal Music Group? My son signed a record deal with Famous Records, which is a small record label under Universal Music Group. Why isn't your son here? Because he's a child, 
And I know. I get children here as young as seven. He's very, he's very he sad. You got to realize. Okay, he's sixteen. He's, not, he he's loves, a rapper. He loves, he's not. He's not crawling under a table. I can talk I, to the guy. I understand. Where is he right he's now? He's in California. He's very sad because this man, he loves him like an uncle, mm -hmm. and since he hasn't been around him since he filed the lawsuit, and he's been in really deep depression. And I feel no court case, no music is worth depressing my son. And I just felt that it was the best thing. Is I he could in school? Do. Yes, ma'am. In where? He homeschools. He homeschools. Who homeschools him? Uh, his school. Mm -hmm. Inspire. Right, but where? And here or there or in California? In California, ma'am. California. He's on the Los Angeles County school tour, where he performs. He donates his time to perform for children, at, on their lunch break in the L.A. County school. Do you system. have? Do you, you have? Uh, can I hear him a little bit? Just um, looking through. Can I? Do you, we have him cued? Is it, what is yeah, this? He's, that's his testimony. He tells you about his record deal. He details it on a radio show that's hot in Las Vegas. And she interviewed King the Rapper. All right, let's try to get to the bottom of this and what's going on. What do you, go ahead. Ma'am, Universal denies any knowledge of those contracts. Universal has their own private detective firm inside Universal here in New York and in LA. Investigating it. Right. What because they, somebody... What they did in this particular case, because it was such a cluster, that they hired an outside firm, Ryden Security. Ryden flew here from New York to California and came to Candace's home to serve cease and assist orders. I was at home going through my emails trying to find out who has my music and where is my $205,000. So I'm on the phone calling everybody, and I'm doing a whole lot of cussing and fussing. So we hung up the phone. The very next day, me and King are sitting at my kitchen table. The guy calls me up, his supervisor. The supervisor tells These me. These are the people from the right real security that Okay, for Universal the security hired. firm that Universal right. hired. He calls me up and he says, hey, the contract that you have, that's not Steven's signature. We've checked it out. Somewhere along the line, boss, I think you've been duped. Now, you seem like a relatively decent guy. I understand. Uh, so you already have that contract that I'm asking her for. She did give it to you. And you showed that contract to the security firm. And the Correct. security firm says that's a fraud. Correct. So why do you it's think she's fraud. in? I understand. Why do you think she's in on it then? Welcome back to the People's Court and Harvey Levin here. So is the music business honorable or shady? Shady. Why do you say? Because it's somebody always trying to get to the top. So they're going to step on whoever they can to get to the top. Why is that any different from any other profession? Well, it, it always is. Everyone's trying to get to the top. No matter what the profession. No matter what. Is a music business especially shady? Yes. Why do you say? Because they can diss anyone in any song and it will be produced on the radio and anybody can listen to it. Never thought of it that way. It's a Taylor Swift syndrome, isn't it? Yes. Gotcha. Going inside the courtroom. That sounds like she got defrauded. Like no. she got defrauded. No. No. Well, no, you can't um, just say no. Explain to me how she's not defrauded when she's handing you the contract and then it turns out the very thing she thinks she has, she doesn't have. In 2000, the, the contract... Where's the music? Is anybody playing the music somewhere out there? Like, where's the Absolutely music? Absolutely not. I put cease and assist orders on everything. No, but was somebody playing the music? Yeah. Where it, were you hearing the music? Spotify, iTunes, okay, all well, digital who release. who sold it to Spotify, iTunes, etc.? Exactly. So... <laughs> Stop. How did it get on Spotify and iTunes? He's the one that put it on. I mean, on. she can't, you, am I to believe that she put it on Spotify? You know, because I, I'm kind of not, you know what I mean? I, There's something at a higher level working. You. But now, it sounds to me like you were both duped. Why no. would I make her pay you? No, that was, that's, you that's. You can't just say, oh, I know she's getting money. She's got to be getting money. Is that a real fur or a fake fur? 
It's, it's real. <laughs> When'd you get that? It was a gift from my husband, Richard. When did he get that for you? Uh, he bought it for me about three months ago, four Ooh. months ago. Ooh, that's interesting. Are those jewels around your neck r real? Uh, <laughs> no, they're custom jewelry. And what about those hoops on your on your ear? Custom jewelry. Okay. What? No. Okay. Let me see the fur. <laughs> I want to see the fur. What you got to do is you've got to get evidence because without evidence, you're going to end up with bupkis. You have to hire an investigator or you have to be a little more patient and let the police do the investigation. But you come in here with zero, zero. Um, I want to see I've... that. Hold on a second. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Rapper mom. <laughs> Did you get any money? You're under oath, you know that, right? Yes, ma'am. Did you get, have you received any money whatsoever from this album? From you? No, I haven't. Has your son received any money whatsoever from this album? Not as far as I know, no. Not well, have you asked him? No, it would come to me. It hasn't right, came to me. Mine. Yeah. I'm going to dismiss, I'm going to do you a favor that you don't realize I'm doing. I'm going to dismiss this case without prejudice for you to bring it at a future time should you develop any evidence that they were in on some fraud that induced you to work on an album that you weren't going to get paid on. All right, now, as for your counterclaim against him for $10,000, what's that about? Um, actually, my daughter had some rings, and I was keeping them for her. And I let King use it, my child, to do his photo shoot. Meaning what? He pawned them? Uh, Stacy and King decided together to pawn them, but King is a child, so Stacy should have asked me his parent first. So he's got to pay for it? Uh, the it, it rings ended up in a pawn shop. I said, would you please go get them out so it don't develop into a problem because they do not belong to me. That is stealing from my daughter. That is her right. And uh, I, I was holding them for her. I let my son use them. My son is a child. A child can be easily talked into anything by an adult. Yeah. So I am responsible for giving it to my son. My son is responsible for giving it to Stacy. Where Tupon. are the rings right Inside the Los Angeles County Pawn Shop and the police department, LA County Police Department has a hold on $15,000 oh. worth of diamond at the pawn shop. Okay. Stacy couldn't pull them out with his ID unless you give her a release from the, for the police to do it. They told me I had to get a release from the judge. Yeah, right. I got a problem we'll work with that. that out. But as to the rest of the $10,000 um, for pain and suffering and all this other ridiculous stuff, no, that's not going to happen. I think he's been through plenty of pain and suffering himself. So your case is dismissed without prejudice to, for you to bring it back should anybody's investigation reveal actual collusion on their part. And your case against him, I am going to resolve it by issuing an order that will absolve, we'll figure it out with the police department so that it can go ahead and we have him on uh, under oath here saying, I ha lay no claim to them. So we'll work that out so you can get your ring. Thank you. I so didn't necessarily good say luck, that. Folks. She owes me money. All right, hold on, both sides, please. Well, the judge has just done the plaintiff a favor here. Do you realize she did you a favor? Uh, not what, really. You didn't have any proof. That's the point here. Plenty of proof. What, what? I got a contract no, 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 from no. Universal Music Group dated 2015. Can't, I took a contract in 2017. You can't prove she got the money, though. Oh, she, you can't she prove that. Whoa, 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 you're going the wrong way. That's the wrong way. She got it. You think she got it? Yeah. Think so? Well, well, that's what the, the plaintiff thinks. I couldn't explain. Step on out here. He thinks you got the money. Maybe that's why you got the fur coat. Is that possible? <laughs> no, you I don't are have laughing the money. here. I don't have the money. 
I think the judge made a very fair decision. She's an excellent judge, and I'm very ha happy with the outcome. I know you are. Let me ask you a quick question. He's still the manager of your son, right? If he and for the And for the album. And if the album does sell and make money, he's going to get his portion of it. Yes, sir. But there's an obvious dispute between the two of you here. He thinks you stole it from him. I didn't steal anything from him. I'm not guilty. And he didn't have the right to take my son's music off of radio. Well, so that's a crime in itself. Sounds to me like your son's career is over with him. Would that be right? Uh, I, I hope not. You don't know? I think he he was okay. excellent All right. good he's luck. still going to produce music. Okay, Thank good you. luck. All right. Thank you very much. Hope you get your rings back. <laughs> Harvey? Okay, Doug, just so you know, the reason the judge was so interested in the defendant's fur was that she was trying to figure out if she was getting money from her son's albums. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Jonathan Mamone. He says he's a professional walker who walks 15 miles a day, and one day a few months ago he had an accident. He tripped over the defendant's raised and uneven concrete sidewalk, injuring his knees and cutting up his hands and face. The cops and an ambulance were called. The defendant's responsible for keeping his sidewalk in good condition, and he's owed $2,000. So he's suing. This is the defendant, Maxwell Taub. He says the plaintiff has no case. The guy tripped and is trying to pin the blame of his uncoordination on his sidewalk, which is in perfectly good shape. Oh, this faker money? No way. He's accused of being uneven. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case from the docket. The plaintiff is a professional walker who says that he was badly injured because the defendant's sidewalk wasn't level. And the defendant says the guy just tripped. It's the case of you're not on the level. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Okay. Jonathan Maimon, you are suing Maxwell Taub for $2,000 in pain and suffering plus punitive damages because, according to you, you uh, tripped over a sidewalk that was his responsibility to maintain. Tell me what happened. Your Honor, on May 16, like every other day, I go for a brisk walk. Next to his, uh, in front of his house. According to your complaint, you've been walking for 35 years, 10 to 15 miles a day? More, sometimes Really? More. When I started, I maximum I did is 38 miles a day. How does it take you to walk that? Because I'm a power I, I walk, walker. Uh, That's I what walk I do. four and a half to four and, four and a quarter miles per hour. Walk very fast. Okay, all right. So anyway, you're walking in front of where he After lives. After his house, the, the sidewalk was clear. Everything is flat and flash and fluid, very nice. I got to his house, I tripped so bad on my right leg, I fell on the right knee, I fell on my face, and I was stunned by the surprise. I was bleeding on my face. So as I got up, he, the, the defendant, uh, came out of the house to see what is the were you yelling or anything? How did you know something was going on outside? I didn't. What I did is I opened the door to retrieve my newspaper. Okay, so it was a coincidence. And just by coincidence, he was standing there uh, when I went to get the paper. Okay. And um, did you see that he was hurt? I saw he was standing there looking sort of dazed, and he seemed to have blood on his shirt and a little blood on his head. But I didn't see him fall. I came out 
Right. And so did you say to him, oh, what happened? Like, were you trying to help him? What happened while you were out there? No, I went up to him to see what had happened, and we chatted a couple of minutes. And then he started uh, yelling, I'm going to sue, I'm going to sue. Ah. So then I turned around and I went back in the house. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile... Were you there? Yes. Okay. So what do you know about this? Oh, he fell. And he called... You you didn't see it happen, though, either, right? No, I saw him sitting on the ground. Okay. And he called the police and an ambulance. And when the police and the ambulance came, they came out, I went out, and they said, oh, you again. Oh, you again. And um, there's no lifting of the sidewalk. Well, let's see. Do do you folks have pictures of the sidewalk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me see your pictures of the sidewalk. Your Honor, may I make a correction? Yeah, first I want to see a picture of the... Is this a picture of the sidewalk? That's the rise, yes. That's the rise. There's a little cement there where we filled it in. Yeah, but... What a... uh, That's kind of lifted. That's pretty lifted right there. Is that the tree root that's... Are you kidding me? You guys know it's lifted because... And you know that New York law, like many, many, many uh, communities, requires you to fix the city sidewalks in front of your own home. You know that's the law, right? You do because you took a little cement and slapped it there and um, how many inches is that? Two Two inches? inches? Yes, two inches Guys, that's not okay. I know it's more expensive to hire somebody with a jackhammer to jackhammer that, jackhammer the root and lay it down. I know because I've had to do it, but Two inches is not okay. And the city has never told you guys, hey, you have to fix that. They should really be on top of that. Wow, two inches. Um, Now, the ambulance came, and you did not go in the ambulance, correct? No. According to the report, you refused medical attention. But that really means you say to them, I'm not going with you. I'm not going to the hospital. So when did you, did you go to any doctor? No, I I don't need another aid. Because if I go, I get a bunch of x-rays. With my disease, lymphoma, I don't need it. Okay. Um, so what, tell me about your injuries. You're suing okay. for $2,000. Tell me about okay. your injuries. So if there's a two-inch difference on the sidewalk, is that unreasonable? Uh, I think that whoever tripped and fell should look where they're going or they should are too old to be walking. Wow, that is harsh. Holy smokes. No, I think that uh, it's a responsible owner's responsibility to uh, fix the crack in the, you know. So two inches is unreasonable? Absolutely. What do you say, sir? You're going to be the tiebreaker. Yes, two inches is unreasonable. Okay, fair enough. Going inside the courtroom. I got my hands almost paralyzed with your hands. My nose was bleeding. My knee was hurt. Okay, hold on one second. Here's a picture of your knee, but there's a lot of glare. It's hard for me to see it. The right knee. Right, that's the, the shine of the flash. Yes. Yeah, I kind of need to see the actual injury. Okay, here's a picture of your nose. That's after the bleeding. Stop. Okay. Were you, did you need stitches or anything like that? No. Okay. Now, I didn't feel any bones broken, so I refused all medical attention except compression. I went home, and I took care of myself. I had do to. Do you have any proof that you had to go on pain medicine or anything? No. They were told me on the phone what to do. And that's it. If I don't want to take x-rays, I don't want to go to orthopedics, I don't want comp- uh, cortisone injections, 
That's the way to do it. So what is the way to do? Tylenol? What? What did no. they tell you to do? Nothing? No, no medication. I don't take okay. medication. Comp I said hot compression, massage, exercise. Do you have any bills for massages? No. Massages, I do myself. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else you folks wanted to say? Uh, well, we were told that we couldn't make the sidewalk level because we'd kill the tree. Okay. The tree I don't know who told you that, but that is false, okay? And if you do, then the city's not going to get you in trouble because you have an obligation to fix that right. And that is not fixed right. And you, you could understand that because if we had sidewalks where nobody was taking care of whether people would fall, we would live in a, a kind of a tough place to live in. Nobody could walk their dogs. Nobody could walk. That is your responsibility. There is no question that you are liable. The question is, liable for how much? Now, basically, I am kind of on my own to decide what the pain and suffering is worth. There was no extra medication over it. I am going to find in your favor in the amount of $500. That is uh, my verdict. Good luck, folks. I just have a question. Yeah. Did you uh, get the police report and an ambulance? No, I don't care about the police report. The police don't decide my judgment. I do. So the plaintiff prevails, but he doesn't get nearly what he was seeking. Mr. Taub, if you'd step over here, sir. I can't believe you didn't think you guys were responsible for that. The pictures made it pretty obvious, no, you know. The, was, the judge had no problem thinking you, you were at fault here. He is a serial sewer. An ambulance <laughs> came, the police came. They said, oh, you again. Each one of them. Oh, well, the look, he convinced the judge just with the picture that you guys were on the hook oh, for this. That's, you You're know, lucky I, he did, that she well, didn't... Give him what he asked for, $2,000. 62 years, nobody ever fell. Oh, well, you but, weren't there when it happened. But you know what? He sat down okay. and he banged himself. I did see that. He banged <laughs> his knee. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, you lost the case. I know. Beg your pardon. But he's got a record. I'll ask him. <laughs> Mr. Maimon, you are lucky you won what you did. You didn't have enough. Step over here for me. You didn't have enough evidence to prove you needed $2,000. Uh, if you were me, you wouldn't go today to the doctor. You Why? Know? I, because with the lymphoma, you don't want to introduce medications and other things. You don't want to do that. What yeah. about what she just said? That you're the, a serial sewer. The Is that true? No, the police wasn't there at all. All right. And she was complaining. Well, oh, you know, so, I'm so. impressed with 38 miles a day. You're still doing that? No, 30 miles. I do 15, 20, 15, 17. And 16, how old 12, are you? 80. 80? Yeah. 15 miles a day. Congratulations. Thank you. And congratulations for winning the case. Sorry you didn't well, get what you wanted. There was nobody winning over here. Yeah, okay. I agree okay. with you there. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thank Hope you, you feel better. <laughs> Harvey, what do you think? Okay, well, it doesn't have to be so level that you need a machine, and the, if the machine shows it's in any way off, the homeowner's responsible. But two inches is unreasonable. That's why the defendant's responsible. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Francia Acosta. She says she agreed to rent an apartment with her disabled son from the defendant, signed the lease, and was ready to move in. The defendant, however, told her she couldn't move in because of her son, which he knew about from the very beginning. When he started up, she told him to give her back her full deposit, but he's refusing, and there's no way she's going to let him keep her hard-earned $1,765, so she's suing. 
witnesses the defendant, Martin Kalaji. He says it was the plaintiff who changed her mind about moving into the apartment, not him, and he owes her nothing. He lost three months of rent with this woman and all her drama, and if anyone here in this courtroom is owed money, it's certainly not the plaintiff. He's accused of being cruel to a kid. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff agreed to rent an apartment with her disabled son, but then the defendant said she couldn't move in with the son, and now he won't return her security. The defendant says the plaintiff's the one who changed her mind. It's the case of don't be cruel. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Francia? Yes. Francia Costa, you are suing Martin Callagy? Callagy. Okay, for $1,765 in a security deposit plus a bounce check fee. Um, because you never en he never ended up letting you move into the apartment, according to you. You say she changed her mind. Let me hear from you. Tell me what happened. This is the way it started. Um, I was living at 20 Madison, and I had to move from there because they had to sell the house. So at the end of my um, terminal list, I told the landlord that I needed to look fast for an apartment. So I started looking, and I found in the penny saver um, this gentleman, and um, he, they were fixing the apartment. So he gave me, uh, I gave him $1,000, so I told him to give me a receipt, and this is what he gave me. Good, okay. And um, right away, I sent um, a letter to my Section 8 housing and said that I wasn't gonna stay there, that I already found a, a place in Ridge, so this is the paper, the proof that okay, I... Okay, but did he know that you were Section 8? Yes. Okay, so you knew that she was Section 8? Yes, I did. And so you were working with Section 8 to do the inspection or whatever else would have been necessary? That is correct. Okay, so go on. So, now, Section 8 is government assistance in your rent. Yes. Okay, go ahead. So I just gave him $1,000, and then with a the process, I gave him $700. Okay. And the thing is that um, when I met him for the first time, I told him that I had a disabled son, that he's bipolar, and um, he's very sick. And um, he agreed. Is he on medication? Yes, he is. Okay. How so, old is your son? He's 24 right now. Okay. So he agreed that um, it's not going to be no problem. It was going to be my son and I moving in. So after they did all the paperwork, inspection had to do, be done in the place. And the inspection didn't pass. I have proof for that. Okay, and then what happens? And then after that, um, it took like three months, two months for papers work and... Um, How many months from the time that you wanted to move into the time that is, is, everything happened? How many months did Section 8 take? It was, a, it was a while. I, that wasn't my question. Mm -hmm. I know it was a while. That's mm -hmm. why I'm asking specifically how many months. It was, um, it was mm -hmm. from Three March, months? March, May, and June. Well, what happened in April? In April. Okay. So it's, um, that's the way it went. That's all there. I know. So but that's, the I, thing I, is, I, I've seen how it works. That's <laughs> the longest I've ever heard it take. So anyway, what happens? Go ahead. So when everything got fixed, they then another second inspection was done. The second inspection was done, and he passed. And so, that was that inspection took place on what day? It's it's probably in June. Okay. So the inspection passed. He said um, he started um, wondering about my son. Um, how is your son? He started asking me when everything was done, all the paper was done, that I was ready to move in. I'm here happy that I was gonna move in, and then he comes like, um, how's your son? 
um, you think um, it's a good idea that um, that he moves in because like he's bipolar. You know, bipolar is people that um, they could be too happy and they could be very angry. So he started questioning me about my son, and I told him the truth. And I told him that um, when he's low on medication, he could be very angry, but he's a sweet boy and he, a man because he's already a man. And he's a very clean person as I am, and we take care of our place. I used to live in a house, and I used to, when my son used to. And then what happened when you told him? He said that um, he's going to talk to the commission. To who? The commission. I don't know what commission. What's the commission? That's the, what you call the board, the board of directors that we have out there in the condos. Oh, okay. Because we didn't want any violence or anything. Well, does he have any history of violence? From what she told me, she said he was locked up once or twice. He puts holes in the walls, and we were but really But when concerned. did you learn all that? After, after about two months, it started coming forward. Right, but then so why do you go through all that effort for because four I solid her, months? Because I liked her. I, I thought she would have made a great time. So what changed your mind when because the paperwork was finally because approved? Because of the, the violence and stuff like that. Right, but if you if you change your mind, I understand you're changing your mind. You, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. Was there a lease in place at that point? No. no all right. No, don't um, lease. You know, uh, but yes. then why not return her money? I did. I returned $1,500 of it, and then I stopped payment because we had a little bit of a, a hissy, and she says, I want to take you to court for the 250 So I said, you might as well take me for the court for the whole 1750 And then you At went out point. and stopped payment on And I put stop payment. And so now she's suing you for 1750 that, plus $15 of a stop payment yeah, pay. that is correct, yeah. <laughs> So can a landlord deny somebody the right to rent because of a disability? Um, I don't think it's right. And, um, but can they? They can, it's their right to, but personally, I don't think it's right. Fair enough, can they? I don't think they can. I mean, can they do it on race? Could they do it on race? No. So can they do it on disability? That's no, the question. No, no, no. That's what we're gonna find out, going inside the courtroom. I thought the, the amount of 1500 would have been fair to her uh, by going back and forth with the 250 because there was a lot of going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, but why wouldn't, I, you, why wouldn't it be fair if you're the one changing your mind because you thought better of it or whatever, or the board or whatever? Because I didn't know he was violent towards his mom and stuff like that and to afterwards. When did you... We okay. learned that about maybe two months into it. And she says, I don't want to cause you any problems with my right, son. Right, so she couldn't have been more forthright. No, so she why, couldn't. She, she, right, she, so she, then why wouldn't you just return her money then? Because at that point, I lost uh, a couple of months' uh, rent because I, I guess it was my but stupidity. But you, you see, here's the thing: mm. she's incredibly forthright. You, you all work towards the goal for two more months. You don't mm -hmm. tell her, "Listen, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Let's quit it, and I'll just go rent this out to somebody different." None of that happens. Two months later, after you sat on the information for two months, you go, "You know what? Now that it's actually going to happen, I'm kind of worried." You know what? Never mind. And then you don't return all her money. How would that be fair? It's you know what? I don't know why I keep asking the rhetorical yeah. question. The answer is that it's not fair. It's not. So return the entire. Now it's seventeen fifty plus a fifteen dollars in security deposit in uh, bank check fee. So verdict for the plaintiff: one thousand seven hundred and sixty-five dollars. Well, I don't know if it's a surprise or not, but mm -hmm. the uh, the plaintiff has won the case. You waited to mm -hmm. take me to court. Mm -hmm. She took you to court. She won. Mm -hmm. You are mm -hmm. going to have to pay. Yeah. After all, yeah. after all, hey, listen. That's why we have judges. <laughs>
Yep. But right? you could have given her the money back. Well, Don't you think it would have been fair? It would have been fair, but, you know, I gave it most back. I gave except $250 I I back. I thought it was being more than fair. I lost three months' rent, regardless of whatever anybody says. That was says. on you. Yeah. Well, yeah. not really. I, uh, it, was a, it was a lot more drama involved. Right. Okay? Sorry about that. Okay? okay. You got to go. Thank you. Here comes Ms. Costa now, if you'll step out here. Well, you know, it's a shame you had to go through court to, no. to do this. I, the real story is what has happened since. How's your son? Where are you living? You're okay? Thanks, God. Uh, my son is doing much better. Yeah? Okay. But right now, I don't have a place to live yet. You're still looking? Yes, I'm still looking. Well, good luck. I hope you find one Thank soon. Thank you. Okay? Thank you very much. Well. Okay? Harvey, interesting case. What do you think? <laughs> okay, Doug. So there is a Federal Fair Housing Act, which prohibits landlords all across the country from refusing to rent to somebody because of a disability, or even refusing to rent to somebody if there is another person in the family coming in who has a disability. It is against the law. Don't text and drive. The People's Court is a Ralph Edwards, Stu Willett production.